Love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Now every week we'll go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, the tips and a lot of information as well. We'll also put the spotlight on caravan parks located either during the road trip or at the final destination. The facilities and the services that you can expect, the accommodation options from caravans and camping sites to those on-site cabins as well and a whole lot more. This week we're off to the Gibb River Road which is an absolute must-do for just about anybody. I know it's on my bucket list. We'll do the Fitzroy Crossing, check out Lake Kununurra, the Bungle Bungers, we'll talk lookouts as well as camping spots and even barra fishing. We'll also tell you about this caravan park which is an absolute cracker up there, the Kimberley Waterfront Holiday Park which is another part, another park which is a part of Top Parks, an absolute beauty in that region. So if you love heading off on a motorhome, you love caravanning, camping or just getting out in the car and taking off, you will love Road Trips Australia. You too can be a part of it. All you do is send me an email. You just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on the contact button there. So let's kick things off this week again with our theme song. Thanks to Adam Harvey, Highway Number 1. Stick around. This is Road Trips Australia. Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one It starts off with a strange uneasy feeling You're doing things outside the old routine Instead of reading better homes and gardens You're getting lost in travel magazines Then one day you wake up humming on the road again That's when you know it's time to go Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one The rhythm of the road's a song of freedom Looking through your windscreen at the world Every night there's new stars on the ceiling And a big backyard to greet at every turn Next thing you're thinking as you face the road ahead I wish I'd known years ago Savannah Way, Great Northern, Northwest Now you're in WA, head down the south, the west And then the south goes in the air Oh, 15,000 K's all up and hey 
anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one North, south, east, west, on the road with no address When you're out on highway number one Adam Harvey, again this week, he kicks it off every week. We absolutely love that song and uh, I've got to tell you, that is a theme song that we're using because we believe he has written that song just for us, including you uh, when I say us because we all love to travel and do those big road trips and uh, that song is certainly one of the great road trip songs. It's all about this fantastic country. Don't forget too, you can be a part of this podcast. You can just send an email or just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact and our Send us an email. You may have a suggestion of a road trip uh, of your own. It might be one that you've done. Certainly want to hear about it, and we'd certainly love to concentrate on that for you and go into the details, all the information you can send through. is much appreciated. Bluecollarmedia.com.au and just click the contact button there. And Vic Whitman joins us on the program each week. The Gibb River Road is the go-to road trip, according to Vic. Anyone planning a trip to Western Australia uh, should put it on the list. It's clearly really achievable too. Uh, in a standard car with a van in tow as well, and of course all of us four-wheel drive goers, um, obviously it's a bit of a no-brainer, but there's a fair bit in it and a fair bit to see, and Vic, who joins us every week, is on the line to tell us all about the Gibb River Road. Vic Whitman, g'day. Hey mate, hang on! Wow, Gib River Road—that's like um, it's like you know the holy grail almost of of travel for an awful lot of people these days, Doug. Mm, it's on my list, mate. I know that. I'd love to get up Look, there. It's an absolute cracker, and uh, mate, I think it's on everyone's bucket list, isn't it? The Gib River Road. Yeah, look, I, I think so. We, I first went up there, took a tour group up there, mate, in about nineteen ninety-eight, I think it was. So you know, twenty-two years ago now. Um, and I have to say that one of the, the one of the really amazing things that, that happened to me was a conversation that a couple of my customers had or overheard, in fact, in in the toilet block. You know, you have the conversations in the toilet block in the mm. caravan parks. Mm. Uh, you pick up a lot of information, obviously, when you meet other travellers. And um, these are. I mean, these, you'd be the this, only person, Vic, who has. Hang on, what? I mean, fair dinkum. <laughs> So what, you go to caravan parks and have conversations in the toilet block? Yeah, don't you? You know, you're sitting there brushing your teeth and the bloke next to you says, G'day, mate, and I say, G'day, how you going? Oh. Well, you see, you've got a toothbrush in my mouth. I go, Grr, bro, bro. Anyway, go and, on, uh, <laughs> And you start having a chat, and you know, but you, you talk to people and you, where have you been, where are you going, and you find out information that way, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, look, this conversation went along the lines of uh, the other people asked one of my customers, where are you going, mate? And he said, oh, we're, we're just about to head down the Gibb River Road. He said, oh, mate, bloody shocking road. I just drive that. Nothing to see. Shakes the crap out of your car. Bloody terrible. And the, and the customer came out to me and he said, Vic, what are we doing? Like, this bloke just said, I said, well, mate, that's not the way I see it. Anyway, about a week later, you know, we're halfway down the Gibb. And the conversation around the campfire was, we don't know what that guy was doing. Like, look at this. It is absolutely stunning. Mm. Everywhere you drive, there's a view. Every, you know, every turn, there's something different. And, um, and the road wasn't that bad. You know, like, it's rough, it's dirt, it's got corrugations. You know, it's not a super highway. Mm. But look, I think it comes down to what, what people really expect. And, you know, in our little opening, you know, you said it's available for, for all types of vehicles. And, it is, you know, you, people can drive that in a two-wheel drive. They can they can tow their caravan down it. Some of them will break down. Mm. <laughs> Some will fall apart, you know. Well, um, I guess it, it goes back to the old drive into the conditions, doesn't it? No matter what you're driving. Oh, it does. And, and and the thing is, if with any of those roads in the outback, you know, the conditions change, and they change every day. Mm. Um, but it comes back to an awful lot of, like, what the person themselves is experienced with. You know, if they've never driven a dirt road before, 
they would find the Gibb River Road an absolutely horrendous roads drive. Mm. There's no doubt about that, yeah. you know. But if you're a seasoned traveller and you've done a fair bit of dirt road drive, you know, and you're well set up with your vehicle and your van, it's just going to be another great drive, to be honest, mm. you know. All right, um, so what are you saying? Time. We kick off at Kununurra. What does it stretch for, what, 700 kilometres? Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of a drive. And, mm. and like, you know, people, you know, we can do 700 kilometres in a day. You know, you, you and I, we jump in the car and we drive 700 k out to Cobar mm. on our way to go out west, and that'll be nothing, you know. But this 700 kilometres is going to take you a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, our, our trip that we do, uh, you know, across through the Kimberley, is a 26-day trip, so it's nearly four weeks long. You know, because there's lots to see, there's lots of side tracks and and things like that, and you don't want to rush it. You want to just take your time. But Kununurra in itself, you know, it's it's what I'm calling the kickoff point. It runs from Kununurra straight across west over to to Derby, and then of course just down the coast a bit to Broome. And um, you've got Kununurra is a beautiful town, a beautiful town. In fact, you know if it. If it wasn't for the great old coronavirus, mate, I would have been in Coronara a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, oh, but, tell me about it. I would have been up in the life. territory now. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> mm. But it's a great little town, you know. Like it's it's very it's a it's a, a big tourist town, and we've got to remember that the Kimberley is shut for about six months of the year. Mm. You know, like from from October onwards, you you don't travel into the Kimberley because it's too hot, yeah. and then from December on, it's too wet. Um, and then the roads don't really open. Not that Gibb River Road usually around about April, May, depending on the wet season, before it'll open again. So you know, for six months of the year, it's pretty quiet up there. But during the, those winter months, when you've got crystal clear blue skies every day of the week, you know, and the temperatures hovering around about thirty to thirty-two degrees, and and sometimes quite a bit warmer, depending on where you are, you know. It's it's just a magic place to go, and of course, when we're all back to normal, all the grey nomads, everybody goes north, and uh, and Kununurra can be a pretty busy little place. Mm, it's gonna be a bit of a problem this year, Vic. I mean, I, I, I mean, with travel restrictions still on, and I mean, it, again, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but at the moment, it's just not on. I mean, unless of course you live up around that region. I mean, um, Mate, we, there's no travelling there from here, and I mean, you're talking. Uh, you're talking, so it's usually close from December. If we're allowed, to, if if we can get up and travel again by June, which I think is the, is a bit of a plan. I've heard somewhere you yeah, may be able yeah. to slip it in if if you can. I mean, if if you're oh, planning yeah, a trip, yeah. it, I mean, for people that were planning a trip up there in say August September, they might still be sweet. Yeah, look, I, I think you're right, mate. And you know, if we just talk about the you know, when borders and things will open due to the COVID-19 thing. Mm. Um, yeah, look, once those borders open, people will be will be, they'll be flocking up there, mate. You'll, you'll get caught in the rush going up the Stewart Highway, let me tell you. Mm. Um, the um, Karanara has, has got a lot of stuff going for it. You know, um, there's a lot of scenic stuff around Karanara itself. It's a, it's a jump-off point to go and see Lake Argyle. Um, and do the cruises. There's lots of great cruise companies that operate on Lake Argyle itself, and you know we do that as part of the trip that we run up there. Uh, and that, and I reckon the sunset cruise on Lake Argyle is the best one to do, because you're you're out there in a bit of a cooler of the uh, of the day. Uh, you still you still get to feed the the fish. You know the you know the rifle fish. Have you heard about the rifle fish? No. Oh, they're going off everywhere. Mate. Keep going, Vic. <laughs> I thought it was a good one. Mm. Now, they, they're the ones that spit water at the, the insects, you know, like a dragonfly might land on a branch above the water. Yep. And they just poke their little 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 mouths out of the water and they spit the water at, and they knock the thing down and then they, then they grab it. So they, they, you can, when you do the cruise, they, they find the rifle fish and they, they put a little bit of a, a crumb out, hold it out on a little stick and bang, they, they, they spit at it, knock it down and they grab the crumb. You know, it's really cool to see. Mm, mm. Uh, you can go for a swim, you know, um, and, of course, champagne as the sun sets over the water on, on giant Lake Argyle. Man-made Lake, Lake Argyle, of course. Yeah, right. Tiny, tiny little damn wall, and it banked up all this water. Unbelievable. It's the size of an inland sea, Lake Argyle. Mm. Oh, mate, fantastic but, uh, spot up there, mate. I love it. I, it's a beautiful part of Australia, isn't it, the Kimberleys? But anyway, oh. So okay, so we do that, and then because uh, this is one, this is one massive road trip we're doing this week, mate, isn't it? It's a big one. Well, look, it, it, it's, it's a long way. There's, as I say, there's a lot to see. Um, 
the, um, the the colours of the Kimberley. I mean, that's what attracts people. They call it the colours of the Kimberley. Again, that that incredibly blue sky that you get up there. It's so crystal clear, um, and it's like a oh, it's a very very bright blue. And then that that's uh, mirrored against the the red rock of the Kimberley. All the outcrops along along the way as you drive through there with the red rock of that that rust stained rock of, of the Kimberley. And then, of course, on the ground itself, you've got the yellow, the beautiful strong yellow of the spinifex that grows up. And then you've got the stark white of the white gum trees that, that you find in that area. So it's a, it's a really, um, like every colour is, is just jumping out of the, you know, out of the page at you, as they say. Mm. You know, it's all over-exaggerated and it's, and it's natural and it's fabulous, you know. Mm. It's one of those things where a person takes a photo and you think, oh, they've touched all that up with, you know, you know, what is that that touch up paint job they do photo, with photos? Photoshop. <laughs> that's him. Photoshop mm. it, and uh, you know, say no, mate. That was all it's like. That's mm. real. And mate, you're, 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 you're a chance here too when you talk about Lake Argyle. We're a chance for barra fishing. Is that right? Oh, look. One of the great things you can do out of Kalanara is is go on a, a chopper flight, mm. right? You know the barra heli um, fishing charter. Yeah, I've heard of and this. And they'll, they'll go out. They'll go out of the coast, mm. you know, or into the rivers and take your fishing and all there, mate. You know, in, in season, and you can pick up a beautiful big barra. And, I mean, they're beautiful eating. I've, I've been lucky enough to, you know, to be able to catch one of those barras. And, and mate, they're, they're so fresh and they're so beautiful to eat. It's, it's, it's just great. But, yeah, look, you know, those helicopter flights out over. You can do the plane flights from Kananara down over the Bungle Bungles. Like, the Bungles is about a, dry, a day's drive down from mm. Kananara. It's actually off the Gibb River Road, heading down towards the, the Great Northern Highway. Mm. But um, you head down to, to the Bungle Bungles, and look, we go in there. You need a good three days in the Bungle Bungles, you know, because there's a lot to see in there. Mm. Um, without a doubt, you know, if you haven't done the flight out of Kananara, you've got to do the helicopter that's actually in the campground in the, in the Bungle Bungles itself mm. and, um, and do that half-hour flight or whatever, whatever you know, time you choose mm. because to see the Bungles from the air is the only way to really understand the grandeur of it and, and the, the, the absolute spectacle that it is because it's such an unusual rock formation, you know, very rarely seen anywhere else in the world. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and there's lots of walks you can do in, in there into you know, Cathedral Gorge and, and Echidna Chasm. Echidna Chasm, mate, like, uh, actually, you'd be in trouble in the Echidna Chasm, no, no offence meant, but it's only about, a, you know, about half a metre wide right. and it's about 60 foot high, mm. you know. Like, I can slide in there sideways and there's no issue. Mm. You know, you, what are you, you saying? You I'll might, get stuck? You might get, you might become a plug, yeah, mm. yeah. Look, but it, it's a, a plug, you know, you get stuck in the hole, <laughs> plug, like that. Okay, so all right, <laughs> all right. So we're, we're so we've we've gone up there. We've checked that out. Where where to, mate? Yep. From there. Well, then we get on the road and look. If you if you're already up at Kananara, take a drive up to Wyndham. It's all sealed road. Uh, Wyndham's pretty famous. It's, you go up to the top of the mountain mm. at the Five Rivers Lookout, and you get up there and guess how many rivers you can see, duck. Mm. That'll be five, Vic. Five. That'll be right, mate. You got it. That, that <laughs> is where the that is where the rivers meet. That's what you always say, isn't yep. it? Where the rivers meet. So the Five Rivers that, Lookout. Five Rivers Lookout, yeah. Well, that'd be Wagga, 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 wouldn't it? Mm. You know, because Wagga stands for meeting of two rivers. So. Mm. Anyway, um, so, yeah, look, that's a really great, that's a great spot in Wyndham itself. The old, um, the old abattoir used to be right on the edge of the, of the Pentecost River, the mouth of the Pentecost, and they reckon the crocodiles would be swimming around underneath the abattoir. It was built out over the river and... Um, you know, there's always bits and pieces dropping down and there was always crocs hanging around. That abattoir is gone now, but you can look down as to where that is. Um, but you've also got the giant croc. There's a plaster one, you know, one of those make-believe. You know, we, we love to build giant things in Australia. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, there's a big crocodile in, in the, the main street of Wyndham. Just near Wyndham, um, you can drive across a bit of a mud flat if you've got your four-wheel drive on low tide and, um, and that'll take you down to the Boab prison tree, which is a great big boab tree. Now, boab trees, look, again, you know, you, you, I know you've got the, the, the nickname Slim, but you could also be called boab. Right. Because you you are a little bit of a shape of a boab tree. Right, fair um, enough. And there's, um, actually, I used to have a, one of my guides, good old John Troy. G'day, John, if you're out there listening. Um, 
he we used to call him Boab because he was a he was a bit round and you know pretty pretty big boy. So we call him Boab. Right. But but they have a, a tree there, the Boab prison tree, because this this giant fat Boab tree. I mean that's how they are. They're, they're really big fat you know bases and trunks on them. Um, it was hollowed out inside, and then they put bars on it. And the, in the early days, we're talking the eighteen hundreds of that. They would put the, the prisoners in, in there while they slept overnight on their way back up, up to Kununurra as they would you know, bring them back from the Kimberley. Yeah. Um, and just near there, there's a great place to stay called Digger's Rest. Digger's Rest is a, a station, cattle station, a big, big Kimberley cattle station. And um, they set themselves up for the tourists. So you can stay there. We stop there on our trip we do through there. Uh, and that's a, a magnificent spot because you you look up to the what they call the Coburn Range, mm. which is a huge um, plateau which has been worn away. So you've got these giant red cliffs stretching on for about a hundred kilometres. All right, and it's down below that, it, running at the base of it is the Pentecost River, mm. and the biggest rest is between the river and and the Coburn Range. Um, in fact, the the great old movie Australia it actually featured the Coburn Range in it quite a lot. A lot of it was filmed up in that area. Mm. And in fact, Digger's Rest was used by a lot of the the, um, the actors and the staff who worked on on the film Australia. And in fact, they were lucky enough that as a result, they, were, they built some extra amenities and cabins and things. And, and they've stayed there now for the tourists to use, which yeah, is, you know, yeah. it's a good outcome. That is good. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, I mean, we, when we go there, we there's an old there's a track called the Old Karunji Road, which heads from Diggers Rest down along the Pentecost. It's a four drive track, and it's pretty tough, and you probably shouldn't tow a trailer down there. Mm. And that actually comes out onto the Gibb River Road. But otherwise, from from Kununurra, halfway up between Kununurra and Wyndham, actually just up up the way there, there's a turn off to the place called the Grotto, which is a little waterfall, mm. uh, which is really nice to see. And Parry's Lagoon, which has got a bird hide on it, which you can go out, and there's lots and lots of, of birds up in that, that Kimberley region. And, of course, the Jabiroo, the black the black neck stork, you know, it's the most famous one. But there's a turn off there on, on the Gibb River Road, which is still sealed at that point. And then that, that Gibb River Road section, that heads down towards the Pentecost River that I was just talking about. Mm. And, of course, the standout feature down there, mate, is El Questro Station. Yeah, right. Yeah, mate, which is um, a pretty well-known um, station as well. Yeah, yeah. ELQ, as they call it, it's been around for a while. Mm. Actually owned by an, uh, a very a multi, 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 multi-millionaire Arab, I think it is, mm. um, who owns El Questro. Uh, giant cattle station, opens its doors up to tourists, it's um, it's got everything from from you know basic camping, uh, no amenities on the river, uh, right through to you pay for it thousand bucks a night, you know, uh, room perched up on the cliff overlooking the, the water, the river. Mm. Um, you can go as rich or as cheap as you want, and and El Cresto has had you 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 could think of any any you know movie star or important person in the world, mate, and I can tell you they've probably stayed at El Questro. Yeah, That's how right. famous it is. No, no, yeah. good stuff, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you can go there yourself and you can camp down by the river. Um, you can do a little little river cruise and on that little river cruise that they take you on, you'll see some of the Bradshaw rock art. Now, Bradshaw rock art predates the, what we commonly know as Aboriginal art and um, it's more of a, like a stick figure type artwork um, the the you know we're going back fifty sixty seventy thousand years probably when that artwork was put in. Um, so there are places in the overhangs along the river that you can see that there's a few freshwater crocodiles in the river there as well. Yeah, uh, none of the nasty ones at that point. Yeah, exactly right. We don't want the nasty ones made at all. Nah. which would be great. But by the Pentecost River, I'm losing my voice. The mm. Pentecost River. Um, yeah, you've got to be careful if you're doing that old crunchy road. Or if you're down at the crossing on the Gibb River Road, because the, the saltwater cockies can come up there, mate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly right. All right, so well, Questro Station—that's a definite. We want to stop in there and uh, and do that. And, and there's another. There's other opportunities. Have another cruise. You can go on another cruise on the river. Oh yeah, look, there's a there's well, that's that's further down at, at Geeky Gorge where mm. you can do a cruise. Mm. That's a few days away once you get down there. Right. Okay. Um, 
But Zebedee Hot Springs too, which probably should mention that. That's on on El Cuestro. Uh, they close it close it at certain parts of the day for the the multi-millionaires from the thousand buck a night thing to go there. But you know, when it's open, you can go up there and have a have a swim. And it's only a very small rock pool, and but it's hot because the water's coming up out of the ground. Um, another great location, which is still on El Cuestro, is uh, Emma Gorge. Yep. Um, that's a fantastic walk up the river. It's pretty hard, a rocky, a rocky walk for a good twenty minutes mm. up to this great big waterfall, you know, and big plunge plunge pool. That the 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 downside is, mate, you've walked up there, you've clambered over the rocks, you know, the temperature's thirty plus degrees, you're sweating like you know what, and then you go for a swim, and that water at the bottom of that waterfall is in shade all the time. And it's about ten degrees. Oh, really? Oh boy! Oh boy! Does it take your breath away? Yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> Fair enough. But boy, it's pretty. And you can actually, you know, there there are those safari tents there, which are run by Orchestra, yep. and you can stay out there at Emma Gorge if you want to. Yep. Um, at that point, you know, you, you're pretty much leaving the bitumen. Once you get down to the Pentecost River, yep. you're going to leave the bitumen. So it's, you know, it's going to be dirt from there on, apart from a few little patches of sealed section. Uh, the Pentecost itself, there's no, there's no bridge. I mean, you've got to drive through the water, even in the dry season. There's water, mm. and it's a, it's a good hundred, hundred plus meters across. Yep. Um, and I usually go down, and we just wait till someone else drives through, and you know, you do your, your gauging of it that way, because as I said. Could be some crocs around, so you, you know, you, you do your assessment by letting some other person drive through there. <laughs> how, de- how deep are we talking? <clears throat> well, look, it's it's normally only about ankle deep in the middle of the dry season, mm. uh, but there is a rocky base and there's a few holes, and you just go slow and let's walk the full drive through. And that way, you know, if you watch someone else, you can see when they drop in a hole and go, right, I'll just watch that. I'll go a bit slower there. Mm. You know, if you if you strike it a bit early in the um, in the season, you know, when the rivers are still up, oh, mate, it can be up pretty high. Mm. And and again, you just got to be careful because you don't get any second chances if you get washed off there. Mm. You know, and and partly, you know, they don't really open the road until those those river crossings. There's quite a few open creeks and rivers along the, the Gibb River Road. Yep. So they don't really open the road anyway until they know that they're safe, yep. you know, for a four-wheel drive I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, you certainly but don't from want there to get, on, you don't want to get washed down any of those rivers either, mate, because you could end up, no. there's big lizards there with teeth. Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. That's exactly it, mate. Yeah, you don't get second chance, as they say. But from there on, you know, like you, you, you've got, you know, what I term a good dirt road, it's going to be corrugated, it's going to be dusty. There's some rocky sections, is the the road goes along a valley and then it'll go up and jump up, which is you know where the the countryside raises up and they're usually pretty gnarly, but um, but you know you're still in just two wheel drive or you know constant four wheel drive, you know it's just you've got to go slow to, to look after your tyres, yep. uh, drop your tyre pressure so you allow the tyre to mould over the rock so you don't get punctures. There's a great station a bit further down called Ellenbray. Station. Now, every one of these stations that I mentioned, mate, you can camp at. All right. So, yeah. every one of them has opened their doors to tourists. Ellenbrae's a lovely spot. And not only that, but every day they put on scones and jam. Right. And, and they're, you know, made, they... made, in, made in the station. All yeah, right. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, you are the old, you know, Queen Bun, you know, yeah. guru, as we know. And uh, so they put the scones and the scones and jam on. Uh, all right. So, and that's that's a good point you make that every station that you you're mentioning here, you can camp at. It's great yeah. that the stations have opened up for camping. I mean, they're all over Australia now, which is fantastic for everybody to get out and see how people that work these stations live and how they work and it's great for the kids to see that a leg of lamb just doesn't come out of the butcher shop it's, it's, they're a great yeah. thing but but mate up here these these are the real i mean all stations are, are are real but mate up here they're big they're big stations aren't they what is this is this a big oh. one? Oh yeah look you know some of these stations are anywhere from fifty thousand up to a hundred thousand you know acres hectares mm. i should say yeah um and even bigger so yeah no look the, and, and they're working cattle stations mm. you're you know the old bull catchers. You know the old Land Cruiser with a big bull bar on the front, the yeah. roof cut off. Um, mate, you, you see them up there, and um, oh, you know, and the helicopters they use. They all the mustering's done on bike and helicopter with the bull catchers. Mm. You know, um, and and the blokes who work. I mean, they're they're tough boys and girls. Mm. You know, mm. uh, 
So it's really great because you get to see that that kind of thing as well as get to see the beautiful, you know, the beautiful views and the vistas that that uh, the whole of that Kimberley region is, is renowned for. Mm. Um, partway down from there, you've got to turn off one of the few side tracks, uh, which goes all the way up to uh, up to the top of um, of WA, and that goes up to Mitchell Plateau. Now, uh, partway up there, there's another station. We we stop at there, Drysdale River Station. Again, they've got a little shop and a campground and, and some basic mechanical repairs and tyre repairs. But, yep. you know, in the tourist season, there's there's an awful lot of people moving around. So they do cater for that a bit. And um, and then, of course, that road goes out to the fantastic Mitchell Falls. Um, some great camping um, just near the Pentecost River. Oh, sorry, uh, the King Edward River. And uh, that's, oh, mate, we, when I went out there, we, we camped. And you walk down to the river, and you, you, you just can't imagine what it must be like in the wet season. But there was a, a rock shelf there in the riverbed, which is high and dry at the time, and it was uh, it was must have been some kind of very hard rock, like a granite or something. Mm. But it was a, a pink colour, and it was polished, shiny clean. You know, like yeah. it's, uh, over thousands and thousands of years of floods and that, and the sand and that washing over the rocks has polished it. You know, like like it's been worked in a in a gym store, you know. And I'm talking about an area probably, you know, thirty, forty meters square. Uh, just and you can lay on it, and it's warm, and you get you know sunbreak. Then you go for a swim there because there's all these water holes on the river. Oh, it's just a stunning spot, mate. Stunning mm-hmm. spot. Well, the little little fees to pay for that now. There's a there's a you know there's a a, a camp host there that will click the money off you and that, but, yeah, we're talking five, ten bucks a head, it's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and nearby there, uh, there's a walk you can do uh, to some Aboriginal burial grounds, which is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, and in fact, when we first went in there, it was we'd heard of them. There was no camp host in those days. Things were, things were pretty remote back in the in the 90s up there. Mm. And we followed this this track, and we thought, oh, I wonder where this track goes. It's just a bit of a worn path in the Finitex. And we came around to some rocky outcrops, and lo and behold, here were these caves in there with skulls and bones in them. And then another one had the, the what they call the Wanjana people, the, the carvings of the big-headed people that look like they're from a spacecraft. Oh, mate, it's just great. And you can still get to see that stuff. It's a little bit more roped off and all that these mm. days, you know. But uh, certainly worth seeing that, mm, you know, yeah, like trying to understand, you know, the people that, that lived there, you know, 20,000 years ago. And yeah, it's amazing. That. It's unbelievable. You certainly yeah. certainly encourage people to treat all those little spots with a fair bit of respect as well. I mean, just abide, abide by, abide by yeah. you know, abide by those roped off areas and things like that. But that, that's amazing. Mm. It's, it's just incredible, isn't it? I mean, this is – I mean, the people who live up there, like you talk about these stations – I mean, the people who work, and, and you mentioned you know, they're hard boys and girls and things like that, um, and they are, but, I mean, the people that work on these stations in their day-to-day life, well, they would not have a clue about what the people in the big smoke, and especially on the East Coast, you know, Sydney, yeah. Brisbane and Melbourne, they would not have any idea what the people on the East Coast even worry about or think about or what goes on down here, would they? Well, I think, and vice versa. Mm. You know, you, like we really... You know, we can't grasp what their what their issues are from day to day mm. and what their working day is is like. You know, and um, yeah, it, it's 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 a completely different world altogether. Mm. But boy, it's a, it's a beautiful world to see. You know, mm. and of course, you know the. Um, I don't the think waterfall. they say. I don't think they say that about where we are. I don't know. Oh, too- no, they probably don't say it's a beautiful world. <laughs> yeah. Probably right. It was very funny. Yeah. I, I was with the bloke in Moree one day, and he goes, "Oh, he goes, where are you from, mate?" And I said, "Oh, we're on the outskirts of Sydney. I never." And he goes, "Sydney? Yeah, he went there once. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, like yeah. couldn't get out of there quick enough. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, and uh, no, exactly right. <laughs> anyway." It's certainly well, not, anyway. when you get up the end of the road there, you can go out to the Mitchell Falls, which mm. we highly recommend you do. It's a, uh, it's a big hot walk. It takes a good hour to walk from the car park out to the actual falls. On the way, you go past what they call Little Merton Falls. And, um, I mean, if, you, if you're getting a bit hot and tempered, you can say, you know what, that's good. I'll soon they'll fall. I'm going back now because mm. they're only about 10 minutes from the car park. Yeah. But the, the actual Mitchell Falls, they're great. I mean, they're, they're very, very big falls. They're about three tiers as they drop down. 
Um, and the other great thing is, and this is what I usually do, mate, is I'll do the walk out there, and then um, then I pay the money, and you have the helicopter coming out from the from the the, the, the camp, the car park area, and then they pick you up. They do a couple of circuits over the the falls, and in five minutes, that took me an hour to walk. In five minutes, you're back at the car park. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks, but look, you know what? That's that's a really good way to to preserve your energy because it's hot up there. And and when we talk about hot, I mean. We're inland a little bit there, and we're up on the rocky. You know, it's all rock around there, and there's not a lot of tree cover. So, you know, the the shade the shade temp might be 32, but you're not in the shade, and you know, you're up around 40 degrees. You know, in the middle of winter, mm. and that 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 can take it out of you. Mm. So, you know, do the walk out there, have a swim at the top of the falls, don't go over the edge, and um, and then organise for the helicopter to come in at a certain time and pick you up. And uh, then you get the perspective from the air as well, mm. uh, which is great. But then we, um, mate, we get back down, uh, drive back down um, to the Gibb River Road and keep heading west. Um, Mount Barnett Station and Roadhouse is, is there. So, you know, from a point of view of getting fuel, you, you need to look at where you can pick up fuel and see how far it is in, in between because there's mm. a couple hundred K, 300 K at times between fuel. Yeah. And um, that was that was actually going to be a question. I mean, what's the story with fuel? So, yeah. you know, so there's if you've got you know fairly good storage um, on fuel, should you be carrying jerry cans as well? I guess it's doesn't hurt. Well, like I say, you just you got to work out what your economy is, and if mm. you, you know if you when you're driving on a dirt road, you're not going fast, and that's the other thing too, duck. You know, like don't rush it. There's plenty of people who go flying past. I don't know why they're driving the road. You know, you, you want to sit on sixty, seventy k. Mm. And enjoy it and look around a bit, you know. When you mm. see an idiot coming at you 100 mile an hour, pull over and let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah and that's a spray of rocks. I mean, I mean, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how good is it? I'm out the Cape on the development road. Some of the people thought that was a racetrack coming back along the other way. Just fly past you. Yeah, you got to wonder. Stones. I mean, no, tell me, yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, where are we off? Where are we up to? So Mount Barnett Roadhouse, yep, yep. you can stock up there, and then just near there is Manning Gorge. So yep. now we're starting to get into all the gorges. There's a campground there. Yep. Uh, and you walk up to Manning. It's a great big waterhole. And again, good for swimming. You know. Um, and then there's a few other gorges that are just off the side of the road. They don't have camping, but they're a good little day trip visit. Uh, Galvin's Gorge, Adcock Gorge, they're, they're all signposted mm. as, you, as you head west across the Gibb River Road. Give her a road at this point, still mainly dirt, a couple of little field sections, but the majority of it's dirt, mate. Um, the uh, the next probably really interesting point of interest would be um, south of the Give River Road, going down to what we call Mornington Wilderness Camp. And uh, mate, we've been going down there for 20 plus years now, even before it was a wilderness camp. Mm. But um, it, it's a great location. Used to be Mornington Station, used to be a great big station. Uh, in that uh, lower end of the Kimberley, right on the on the Fitzroy River, um, it got taken over, got sold, and got taken over by um, one of the conservation groups, and they've kept it open, which is great. So the money that they raise from the visitors coming in goes into into conservation. But um, we spend three nights in there, mate, because there's so much to see. Mm. Um, I mean, the scenery itself is these big, broad, open plains. With jump up hills in the distance, with the red raw rock, you know, along the whole, you know, the whole cliff face of the jump up in in the distance, and then spotted across this open plain of these giant, you know, grotesquely shaped boab trees, and they're just fascinating to see. Mm. And then when you when you drive along, and you, then you'll go down to the Fitzroy River down at what they call Diamond Gorge, and you can hire a canoe. You can organise the hire of the canoe. And the canoes are stored down there, and I'd highly recommend that. Hop in the canoe and get out on that Fitzroy in that gorge country. So now you've got this beautiful stretch of water going between these giant red cliff faces either side of you, and you can canoe up and down there. Oh, mate, it's stunning. And like I say, always a beautiful, rich blue sky over your head. Oh, they're good. <laughs> mate, I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm just picturing it. But you close your eyes, you think you're there. I mean... It was like oh, last right. week when we talked when we spoke about the Flinders. I mean, uh, some yeah. of the feedback we had from that too. I mean, people just love it. This is, well, I believe the Gibb River Road is would have to be on just about every Aussie road traveller's bucket list. 
uh, for yeah, sure. Look, I, I mean, I've had many yeah. people ask me about it, and I've had a lot of, you know, and I, and I haven't been up there. I mean, on, on, <laughs> it is certainly on my list. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. go everywhere, but I mean, we just we try hard, Vic. I mean, you do because yeah. you do it for a job. But uh, yeah. how many yeah. times have you done this? Obviously, a few. Yeah, look, we I've been up there about three or four times personally, mm. but mm. you know, we run a trip, one or two trips every year, and we have done since nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Uh, this might be the only year we don't do one, depending on what happens, you know. But uh, but yeah, look, it, it's a beautiful area, and I've driven through it, you know, a few times on different trips. Um, I've done a bit of flying over that when we've been on cruises off the Kimberley coast, which is just a, another great way to, to see that. that mm. uh, I think David Attenborough, David Attenborough, anyway, one of those famous people, wasn't me, I'm not famous, mm. you know, described the Kimberley as, as, you know, one of the most unique locations in the world, you know, and um, and, and he's right. It, it's just a, a great place. But, look, you know, the Get River Road, it, it's got a reputation. It scares a lot of people. There's no doubt about that. Mm. And and people do have bad experiences. You know, I've seen bad accidents on, you know, YouTube and that, mainly due to people driving too fast, especially mm. in someone else's dust. Mm. Um, exactly. But also, you know, ill-prepared and, and just not got the right equipment, the right vehicle. You know, you do need beef-up suspension in your full drive and you want to have a proper off-road caravan to, to handle the, the corrugations and the dirt uh, that you go down there. But, you know, you, you just take your time. There's so much to see. Um, the other, probably the most beautiful of the of the gorges that's easily accessible is Bell Gorge. Yep. And uh, you go into a little campground run by a national park called Silent Grove and you camp there, and then it's a bit of a walk, probably about a half-hour walk. Uh, most of it's in the shade, uh, but, again, it's pretty hot up there all the time. Mm. And then you come down to Bell Gorge, and it's actually a series of cascades um, down again through another rocky gorge, and, um, oh, mate, it's, it's magic, and you go for a swim there because it's safe because, you're, you know, you're in the waterfall country. The crocs don't climb up them, which is great. Mm. And um, oh, it's, it's, it's just a stunning location, and... I mean, the very first time I went there with the group, we all walked down and everybody was in swimming and, you know, everyone was enjoying it. And in the end, I just said, look, you know, when you're ready, head back, meet you back in camp. And I deliberately waited till everybody left. And then I, I had this whole beautiful swimming hole in Gorge to myself. So we first you know, did. Yeah, I went, well, actually, <laughs> I did. You won't hard now. Oh, yeah. move on. No, don't, no, listen, Vic, I don't want to picture it. Just move on. Oh, no. well, I'm, well, I'm skinny and I went for a dip. Yeah, no, fair that's, enough. That's what you meant, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you meant to, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, I wouldn't want to scare anyone. Not that, mate. No. Yeah. All right. All right. So, we're, yeah, look, so we've, uh, yeah, okay. So, so Silent Grave Campground, which you highly recommend as well. Uh Okay, so what else, mate? I mean, we're sort of this is oh. this is a. I mean, there's so. I mean, if you think about it, if you were to head across, say, from the east coast, now you're talking yeah. your trips up there are usually a twenty six day trip, day. yeah, mm, which is mm. which is basically from Kununurra, isn't it? The twenty six day. Well, we actually we started that in Alice, we started in Alice Springs, and we right. spent two days going up up yeah. the Tanami, and then we're into the Kimberley. Yeah, yeah so twenty four days. In the actual Kimberley. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so 24 days there. Now, depending on – if you're leaving from Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, or even country, you know, country Queensland, country yeah. New South Wales, I mean, you're looking yep. here at, at, what, a seven, eight-week trip? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, it's the kind of thing you do on on retirement or when you're doing your big lap. For yeah. Sure, you know? yeah, definitely. And, and if you're a young family and you've taken a year off work and off school, yeah. you know, that that's, that's – yeah, that's when you do it. Mm. Oh, mate, it's an absolute corker. corker. I mean, and, yeah. and which is why I think it's on so many people's bucket list because it, you know, it's not as if you're flying up there and buying all your equipment. You've got to leave from home. So I mean, and it's and there's obviously by the, between say the east coast and when we, even when you know from the east coast to Kununurra, these are a hell of a lot to stop and see there as well. So <laughs> you, you, sure depending yeah. on how much time you've got off, I mean, you're going to be driving past a lot of great places to get the full experience of the Kimberley. Yeah, you know, like I often say to people that what you've got to do is work out what your goal is mm. and, and, and achieve that goal, allow time to achieve that goal and avoid getting sidetracked. And generally what I'll say to people looking at the at WA and, and the Kimberley is, look, make the Kimberley your goal. Spend as much time as you can there. The great thing about 
everything else that you've passed and you're dead right. You know, there's so much to see on the way. But the great thing is it's all much closer than what the Kimberley is if you live on the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, don't, don't get sidetracked in the Flinders or, or you know, uh, up around the Red Centre because you can get back to that in two or three days' drive even from the, from the, the, the you know, the, the East Coast if you just go straight through. Mm. But, you know, it's another, another four or five days to add on to it to get up into Kalanara and then start to get into the, into the actual Kimberley itself. So, you know, I say to people, you know, look at the time you've got, work out what your priority is, what you really wanted to achieve on that particular trip, and then concentrate on that that area um, and just say, you know what, we're going to come back and see all this other stuff we're driving past later on. Mm, dude, I'm tipping your vehicle preparation's got to be first class here. I mean, this is just, you know, if you're leaving from Sydney or Brisbane or even Melbourne uh, or Adelaide, yeah. I mean, you're... you're, you're um, your vehicle prep, you want to make sure you just absolutely triple check everything, get everything done, replace things that don't even need replacing. If you've done, you know, if you haven't done your wheel bearings for 150,000 Ks, do them. I mean, yeah. because, yep. they, because as you know, you get up there and you're talking about corrugations and doing and, and all those things. Um, well, you've got dust, you've got water crossing, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So mm. you want to make sure that you've got your vehicle well prepped. And, of course, your off-road van or camper or whatever it is you're towing, um, make sure you do the same with that. I mean, it's just incredible. The thing is with the um, – the you are right about the fuel. So you, what your suggestion would be to, to carry some fuel, but, but fuel is available up there. Well, look, I'd, I'd be, you know, depending on when the time of the year you go and that, if you're driving a diesel, you've got no great issues. It's probably two or three hundred k between between drinks, and most of our four drives have got, you know, reasonably large tanks, mm. and they can do that. If you've got, if you feel that you've got a concern, you carry a jerry can. But if you've got, if you've got a petrol vehicle, petrol is a little bit more scarce, and um, and it's probably wise to check with the road houses and the places that. That say that they supply fuel. I give them a ring before you you leave the the, the main town, mm. just to make sure that they've actually got petrol. You know, if you've got an unleaded vehicle, because mm. so, um, it's not not as you know, freely available. Now, I was going to say, Duck, that, um, that that the Great Northern Highway actually parallels the Gibb River Road, and it crosses from Broome across to Kalanara, yep. and it's to the south of it, and a lot of and it's all sealed. And, uh, and a lot of people say, oh, beauty, I've done the Kimberley. Um, sadly, it's a great drive, but it's just nowhere near as good as what the Gibb River Road is. Mm. And it hasn't got the same number of attractions and the gorges and all that. Mm. So, you know, if you're looking at the map and oh, look, I won't do the dirt because that sounds a bit rough. I'll go up here and it's all going to be cool. No, nah, look, it's not going to give you the same reward mm. as what you're going to get by doing the Gibb River Road. So you come back that but, way. But, yeah, that's right. Come back that way. The good thing is that it goes through a place called Fitzroy Crossing. Yeah. And Fitzroy Crossing is where you do that other other cruise you were you were thinking of on, oh, right. on Geeky Gorge. Yep. Yeah. So and that again, the only way to see Geeky Gorge properly is to join, you know, one of the national park cruises. Mm. And um, and again we go out there in the afternoon because I just find the lights really good. And, and that that's in part of the King Leopold Range, which crosses over the Gibb River Road, mm. and um, and then of course in that in that whole range you've got Winjana Gorge, which is just off the Gibb River Road, fantastic place to camp, um, good national park campground, small fees, and um, and there's lots and lots of uh, freshwater crocodiles down in the water there, so you walk down and it's probably best not to go for a swim. Um, and once you see all the crocs laying around the sandy beach, you won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, but that King Leopold Range is an old limestone, um, an old limestone reef that used to be underneath the ocean. You know, if we went back a couple of years, yeah. um, and um, and as a result, it, it creates these uh, lots of caves and things and unusual rock formations. And then partway, there's a road that joins from the Gibb River Road and the Great Northern Highway. Mm. Uh, at Fitzroy Crossing. If you drive down that at the dirt road, you actually come to Tunnel Creek. And uh, Tunnel Creek was made famous by, by Pigeon, one of the uh, uh, local Aboriginals who turned to be a bit of a, you know, a bush ranger and got in a bit of strife, and that's where he held up. Mm. But uh, Tunnel Creek's fascinating, mate, because um, it's, uh, it's, it's a hole or a tunnel worn right through the range mm. that you can walk through. You've got to wade in water. Mm. And sometimes it's up around your belly button, sometimes up near your chin. Mm. Um, 
and it's pitch black, so you take a torch with you, mm. and and at times when you're in there, you can see the the glow of the crocodile eyes looking back at you, which is a bit of a worry when you're in water up to your chin. But fortunately, they're only the, the, <laughs> the freshwater ones, and they reckon they only take little bites, so that's good. Yeah, well, you're only a little person, Vic, so that little bite could be big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, right. well, yeah. mate, it's a cracker this week, um, the Gibb River Road, and it is that's one hell of a road trip, that is for sure. Um, yeah. Mate, an absolute beauty. And you you do run some trips up there, which is fantastic, so people can jump onto your website, 4wd.net.au, yep. and have a look at the details there. And if you're a little unsure... And, you know, and like you say, people can be a little bit, you know, scared of it, you know, for the lack of a better word. Um, but, but they can go with you. I mean, they can go with your your group and your, you know, you've, yep. you've got professional people leading those tours. And um, so if, if they're a little unsure, and, and but they still want to do it, probably the safest way for them would be to get onto you and just go along with one of your groups. Well, look, you know, we, we, we carry all the... You know, all the repair equipment, and as I mentioned, you know, at other times with you, we've got the fat phones and that. Mm. We've got the backup back here in Sydney in, in head office if something does go wrong, and, mm. and and things do go. You know, we've had bull bars fall off cars, and you know, tire punctures are pretty frequent and all that. Mm. So we carry all the tire repair equipment and all that. Mm. But also, we take care of all the permits and all the all the, the camp fees, and we know all the great places to go. And like you know, we like I said, we spend three nights down at Mornington. Uh, station because you know that gives them enough time to see all the, the great sites there. Mm. Uh, we go up to Columbaroo, we go out to um, uh, Mitchell Falls, and we organise the helicopter flights for you if that's what you want to do. So that's all taken care of. Same with the Bungle Bungle flights, mm. um, and we 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 pop out at Derby, uh, uh, which is on the King Sound, and that's like the end of the, the Gibb River Road itself. Mm. Uh, some great camp, you know, caravan parks in Derby itself. But mm. you go out on the big wharf out there, great fish and chips out there, and you sit out there at sunset, watch the sunset over the, the oh. King Sound, you know, 30 degrees, and mm. this is oh. winter. Yeah, <laughs> just two quick, two, two quick questions before I let you go, mate. So, obviously, you recommend we drop our tyre pressures on, this, on the dirt sections. Yeah. Yeah, you want to drop your tyre pressure down, mate, because, look, you know, I, I've been driving since, you know, well, <laughs> I've driving a four-wheel drive since 1978, mm. driving a lot earlier than that. Mm. And I've got to tell you, if you don't drop tyre pressure, you'll get a puncture. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And, and you, know. you mentioned the sat phones. Is there any sort of, and people people do ask these questions, is there mm. any sort of normal phone service up there for mobile coverage at all around the stations? Yeah, look, or? There is, there is, and it's, you know, every year we 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 find that there's improvements in that. So mm. every time we go away now, uh, we're finding that there's there's improvements in the, the mobile service. In fact, may I just read and it's got nothing to do with with the the Kimberley, but it talks about the Flinders that they've actually put a, a mobile station, Telstra station in it, uh, Arkarula yeah, in the Flinders that. Ranges now. Yeah, yeah, saw so, that. You read, you, know, the, so you read the same thing as me. Exactly, mate. We're on the same. We're on the same wavelength, which is mm. a bit of a worry for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know that, and you as well. But um, now, yeah. now, because a lot of people do ask that. I mean, it's a common thing. Is there any phone service? Where can I get service? And there's a little bit of a, you know, ulterior motive here too, Vic, just to know that for myself. Because if we can get if we can get phone service, we can do the radio program from those sort of places as well. So uh, yeah, all, well, all we I mean, need is four or five G up around there, mate, and we're on. Yeah, look, you, you you need to check, and if you're going to rely on phone service, and I just mm. don't mean you, I mean the traveller, the listener. Mm. You know, look, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on it because the vast majority of the Gibb River Road, yeah, it's it's remote, you know, and there, mm. there is no service there, and you know that's why we carry a satellite phone with Absolutely. a you know, tracking well, device. Well, that's why I, I strongly recommend that you don't go anywhere out there, and uh, and other, you know, and the majority of, of regional remote Australia rather. Uh, without some sort of SAT communications. I mean, I've run the SAT sleeve, as you know. Uh, yeah. And it was funny, you know, I was in a... Um, oh, where was I the other day? I was talking to somebody in, uh, who works in the telecommunic- uh, telecommunications business who had never heard of the SAT sleeve, and they were just stunned. I said, well, mate, yeah. this is how good yeah. these things are. And I'm, the beauty of mine is I actually have the uh, the dome that with the magnetic base that we can pop onto the roof of the vehicle and 
you can make yep. calls while you're driving. It's much amazing. So, it's, um, but yeah, you know, certainly anybody who's heading out there anywhere remotely, make sure you take some communications, especially if you're only going with a small group or even on your own. Yep. Um, but yeah. then again, like right. you say, if you're going to go with you, that's all covered. You don't need any of that because you've got you have that, and you've obviously had the yeah. support crews back here to help, help help out with any dramas. All right, Vic. Well, very very all good, right. mate. That's a good okay. road trip. The Gib River yeah, Road. If anybody you. wants to go and check out your stuff and wants to, you know, that road trip and many others, 4wd.net.au is your website or just Google Great Divide Tours, Vic. Okay, that's the way to get us, mate. And, you know, as I say, who knows, we might even be going back up there again this year yet. So, oh, a bit of luck, mate. but yeah, definitely next will. year. We'll have, we'll have, you know, we've already got the dates um, in the website there for next year and, um, 26-day trip, it's it's fantastic. Mate, certainly wish you well. I hope that does happen. All right, Vic, let's talk next week, mate. Okay, mate, take care. Have a good one. Good see on you. And that was Vic Widman. And uh, like we see, he joins us on this podcast every week. And no one knows road trips more than him. And, mate, great detail. He goes into some fair bit of detail there for you. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give you as much information as we can. And the bloke to get that from, of course, is Vic Widman. And he's been up there many times, continues to... Uh, travel up there and what would he just say he would still be there if it wasn't for this bloody COVID-19 virus um, he'd be there now as I would be in the territory now plenty of us are grounded but that's just what it is but hopefully these sort of podcasts and what we do here um, and of course our radio program we can encourage you to get out there and have a look for yourself the Gib River Road fantastic and uh, a fantastic road trip this week from Vic Whitman <laughs> And Road Trips Australia with the Duck, and we certainly thank you for tuning into this podcast. And as you know, this is in partnership with Top Parks, and obviously every week we certainly try to give you as many um, options as we can, and we give you some great road trips and those accommodation options, which include car- caravan parks. And for like we say, you don't necessarily have to have the four-wheel drive, the caravan and the camper trailer uh, to love a road trip. Anyone loves a road trip. You can throw your gear in the back of a car and head off. And uh, as we know, top parks, caravan parks have fantastic cabin accommodation as well. And uh, and certainly uh, those camp spots too, if you just like throwing a tent in the boot of the car. And as they say at top parks, they do have more parks in more places. And if you want to know more about it, jump on the website, topparks.com.au. And if look, if you're out there and you've got a, a caravan, an off-road van, a camper trailer, or you just love caravan parks in general, you need to get onto their G'day Rewards program as well. Now, as you know, each week when we do our road trip, and this week's been a cracker so far with the Gibb River Road, um, we like to give you a caravan park in that region. And I'm very happy to say we've got the lovely Laura. On the line from Top Parks. Laura, g'day. G'day, how are we doing? Well, I think we spoke to you a while back on the radio. You filled in a couple of times for Michelle and well, you did a pretty good job back then. Oh, thank you. I hope I can uh, live up to the, to the name. <laughs> no, you'll do all right. Yeah, no, you'll do all right. But you're just like everybody else at the moment, just itching for caravan parks to start opening up around the place again, which would be really, really good for all of us and in particular for you and, the, and your park operators. Yeah, most certainly. Um, WA's obviously already, already kicked it off. Um, so as long as you're staying within the region where you lay your head. Um, so our parks in WA are super excited to have some people visiting them. Um, we're really looking forward to the rest of the states taking that same course of action. So yeah. fingers crossed we can get out soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know there's plenty of fingers crossed over here on the east as well <laughs> and cannot wait um, to start getting back out there and hopefully now it'll be sooner rather than later. Now, this week we've been talking about the Gibb River Road and the Kimberley region um, in particular. Um, look, there's a fan, you've got a great park up there, haven't you? The Kimberley Waterfront Holiday Park. Yeah, this one is one of my favourites. Uh, Kimberley Land Waterfront is just an absolute stunning location. They are so well placed. Um, and it's, their facilities and things that they have on site and the way in which they operate is just second to none. They've done an awesome job up there. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I noticed they've got uh, new deluxe waterfront accommodation, which is just fantastic. And, I mean, then ensuite poolside cabin accommodation and then, obviously, you know, ensuite family uh, cabins as well. Um, there's They do deals. They do all sorts of things. And, and, look, if we can 
if, you know, I mean, we're, we're in May now, so depending on when you're listening to this podcast, obviously, uh, but we are doing recording this in May. Um, look, there's, there's nothing to say that, you know, come the end of June, July, um, we'll be back to some sort of normality where people can travel in a state and still, get, you know, get up in that region uh, before the wet season. And, and this, this park would be an absolute cracker to, to base yourself at or to... Or to, or to um, you know, just to spend some time there as part of your, you know, your bigger trip. Uh, it's an absolute beauty. Plenty of facilities there as well. Yeah, most certainly. And you're exactly right. They, they're so well placed. Uh, and, and fingers crossed with you there that, um, that we can get back up in that top end. Um, obviously, with the, the government being a little bit more cautious in regards to regional communities and things like that. Um, so we hope that, that everything subsides uh, and that people can still get up and experience experience this park while it's still in season and definitely before the wet the wet weather hits. Mm. Uh, but facilities-wise, these guys have got it all. They've got an on-site coffee shop, Spill the Beans, uh, which is great and great local coffee there. Uh, obviously, the pool. They've got a rare finch aviary on site as well. Um, and it's sort of big being that they're right on the waterfront there. They're really well-placed for bird watching. Um, and they've got a resident uh, croc, gummy, um, a toothless. A freshwater croc on site as well, which is always a nice bit of attraction. He comes up to have a squeeze. He's very old now. I think he's 60 years old or something like that. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> There's that as well. You can say hi to Gummy. Um, so, yeah, the guys, Chris, Maria, and the team at the park there uh, offer obviously wonderful service. They've got uh, over 200 sites. So, taking into consideration your offer of campers right through to your big rigs. And as you said, even if you just want to chuck the tent in the back of the car and get away for a minute, uh, it's the perfect place to do it. They're obviously, as being well-placed as they are, there's right access to the Gibb River Road. Um, sort of Wyndham's only a 60-minute drive out and offers awesome day trips as well. And if you don't want to take the van with you and you just want to sort of get out and get off-road, um, they offer van storage, which is absolutely perfect. So you can leave the van take what you need and head off and come back and everything will be well looked after. Oh, how good is that? I noticed too, the one thing that Michelle and I have chatted about over the years is the camp kitchens, but this this is another <laughs> level. The outdoor kitchen, yep. <laughs> dining and entertainment, I mean, it's I mean it's basically like, you know, you've got your TV, 40-seat dining area, our mm-hmm. fresco cooking, eating and relaxing, USB charging stations as well with a, with a stack of large fridges and freezers. So the because they – the the camp kitchens become like a little community hub in a lot of parks, I reckon. Yeah, that's exactly it. And this is a beauty. Um, that The way in which uh, Chris and the team have done it and that they've matched with the cabins in the same way. So there's a um, just a sense of real community throughout the park, but everything is so spread out as well. So you've got your own space. Mm. Um, so between that, then the live entertainment uh, right in front of the lake there, uh, just where would you want to be? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And obviously that's limited to peak period, so that May to October period. And obviously at the moment it's a – we're in May now and, and we've got a long way to get to October. So we could certainly um, – Yeah. We could certainly get there. I mean, it's it's, it's not out of the out of the question. So um, but that's, that's a great idea, having that live entertainment and right there by the lake. And they also do it uh, by the pool as well, which is fantastic. So uh, it certainly is um, – it certainly has it all there. The caravan storage, I think, is a great idea because a lot of people will will base themselves somewhere. They don't want to go remote. And as you say, mm. you can duck off. So, I mean, I know myself, we've been away and and then you know, left our camper trailer or our van somewhere, thrown some swags on the roof and then taken off somewhere remote for a few nights. This is a great – that caravan storage is, um, is very handy for that sort of thing. Yeah, it gets utilised a lot. And because there's so many – uh, activities and, and things that you can see and do when you head out and you go a little bit more regional as well. So you can really experience it and you know that your gear is safe at the park. Uh, they'll look after it for you. Um, so everything from heading out and um, checking out any of the falls or scenic flights or uh, doing those bush and regional tours. Mm. That's, uh, they, and they can organise all of that at the park for you as well. So yeah, you just you rock up, they'll look after you and away you go. Yeah, there's a stack of it up there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and that has got fantastic laundry facilities there as well. And of course, the and, and the amenities blocks look, you know, very very modern, and uh, and look, it's just a great region, a different lifestyle up there. Free Wi-Fi it, is available throughout as um, the park as well, and the camping sites, which is great. It keeps the the, the kids can't go away without Wi-Fi. 
oh my goodness, no, heaven uh-huh. forbid. And if, if, if I if tell me the profit, I'll get <laughs> get to a little bit long in the tooth. Then yeah, the free Wi-Fi is good to go. Uh, right. They they spent a considerable amount of of um of their life up there. Their locals themselves, they raise their kids there, so they uh, they definitely understand the importance of of family and community. Uh, and yeah. The, the ablutions, the amenities, everything they've got facilities-wise is top-notch. Yeah. They've, uh, they've really thought of everything. Yeah, fantastic. Now, if you are towing a caravan or camper trailer or just camping, great sites as well, waterfront-powered caravan sites as well as powered caravan and camping sites and then, of course, the lakeside unpowered campsites. It's, it's, uh, it, they cater for everybody and, of course, we ran through those accommodation options with the cabins, which are fantastic. Um, you can book online. You can just go to their website if you're just typing Kimberley um, Holiday. Was it Kimberley um, Waterfront? Kimberley Land Waterfront. Oh, Kimberley yeah. Land. There you go. Kimberley Land Waterfront. Yeah. You can do that, or you can just go to the Top Parks website. Um, that which is what we work, and that way you can check out all the parks you can stay at along the way and on the way back as well. Um, but certainly, uh, we certainly recommend you do that. Just go topparks.com.au, and you can. Um, jump on there and then obviously as we say jump onto that G'day Rewards program because that is a fantastic um, fantastic thing that Top Parks do there and it's not just um, it's not just the you know the bonuses of using the, the, the card at the park it comes with a lot of other um, a lot of other bonuses for places like the Good Guys and many others where you can get um, deals and discounts on things so people need to get onto that just look for the G'day Rewards um membership program there at Top Parks. If you want to know more about this park, jump onto that website, as we say, topparks.com.au. Well done, Laura. You've done well again. And um, we'll talk to you uh, next week. I think you're on again next week. Yeah, you get me two weeks in a row. How good are we going? (laughs) All right. Well, mate, good luck over there because I know you're over there in WA. And like you say, some of those restrictions have been a little bit... um, they're a little bit friendlier there than they are here at the moment. We're catching up, but uh, I notice we've, we've got a long way to go before we get up behind the Northern Territory. They're flying up there. But, uh, yeah, that's it. It won't be long, but we're doing it. While doing the way we're doing it, we're staying safe and keeping others safe, which is what we want to do. And uh, the sooner we do this, and I keep saying it, we say it on the radio as well as here, the sooner we do this, the sooner we can get back out there and and travel so uh, and stay in places like Kimberley Land Waterfront. How good is it? Right there uh, in the Kimberleys, like you say, easy access to the Gibb River Road, which is our road trip this week, and uh, it's an absolute cracker of a park. I really suggest people check it out on the website. The minute you look at this park, even on their website, you'll want to book. You'll just want to head there. Fantastic. Different way of life up there too. All right, Laura, we'll talk to you next week. Will do. Thanks for the chat. Good on you, Laura. Well done. And that was Laura from Top Parks. And like we say, go to that website, topparks.com.au. If you want to uh, know more about what we're uh, doing there, just go to there, topparks.com.au. Uh, it's certainly, uh, they certainly have almost 300 parks now uh, on that list. It's fantastic all over Australia. And uh, I'm sure they can't wait to get back out there and, and, uh, and open their doors and welcome in friendly travellers just like us. Well, that was our Road Trips Australia this week. It was an absolute cracker, I reckon, uh, the Gibb River Road. We certainly do love it. And uh, don't forget, if you want to be a part of this, you can. You can just send us an email, bluecollarmedia.com.au. That is the website. Click on contact there. And don't forget, if you have a road trip of your own that you want to uh, recommend to us, more than happy to uh, have a look at that and tell uh, as many people as we can about your favourite road trip. And um, look, we certainly do enjoy the feedback as well. So just uh, bluecollarmedia.com.au is the website there. In the meantime, that is Road Trips Australia this week. The Gibb River Road, it was a beauty. We'll see you next week. And thanks very much for tuning in. With no address when you're out on our number one.